Welcome to this edition of Rail Group On Air, the podcast series brought to you by Railway Age, Railway Track and Structures, and International Railway Journal. This is Railway Age Editor-in-Chief, William C. Vantuono. My guest for this podcast is Dr. Amy Wang, who is co-founder and vice president of systems at Cogniac. And uh, she is a technologist. Uh, Cogniac, provider of uh, enterprise class software systems for automating visual inspection tasks. And the company says that with outstanding analytical and problem solving capabilities, uh, Amy has a genuine ability to work through the most challenging situations and does anything and everything needed to make the company successful. Now, before uh, Cogniac, uh, uh, Dr. Wang was the wireless system performance lead at Ruckus Wireless, where she uh, applied advanced machine learning algorithms such as reinforcement learning and wireless communications. Uh, she also has experience uh, VP of technology at Mela Networks, a startup uh, focused on wireless sensor technologies and a researcher at Symbol Technologies, R&D department. She has a BE degree from, and pardon me if I don't pronounce this right, maybe you should tell me. Uh, and that's okay, you don't need a, the long intro about me. You know, what matters, <laughs> okay. what's happening now, Cognitive, Tsinghua University. Well, you have your BE degree from Tsinghua, uh, did I say that right? Okay. And, yes. um, and then your master in science and PhD from Columbia University. So, uh, uh, Amy, uh, welcome. Um, your company has been uh, starting to do work in the rail space. And this is something that the, we know that the railroads have been uh, really, really focusing on with artificial intelligence and uh, uh, related subjects. So, uh, why don't you first... Tell us about Con Cogniac, Cogniac, excuse me, <laughs> and, um, and what you're doing there with the artificial intelligence and uh, machine vision. Thank you for having me here. And so let's start with Cogniac. We have a product that's an industrial AI platform that helps our customer to improve their business efficiency by enabling their workers to deliver superhuman level performances in the visual tasks they do, and by enabling their business leaders to gain visibilities into um, their our business asset. The way we accomplish that is we have a platform that's very easy to use, and then we can ingest the camera images from the cameras, any kind of cameras, into our system very easily. And we have a very intuitive user interface allow the, the operators, the, the foremans or the domain experts to create the workflow for the inspections they want to do in our system. And we have a very powerful AI, artificial intelligence assisted labeling tools, allows those domain experts or your foremans to label a meaningful set of images to, you know, to you know, the train models. And our secret sauce of the company was, is the hyperparameter optimization engine we have that automatically train models and continuously automatically train models, find the best performing deep learning models for your application, the customer's application automatically. And finally, we, this is a complete end-to-end -end system. We automatically delivers those the best models find by the system and to the edge where the activities are happening reliably in a mission critical fashion and can do it at scale. 
So if that sounds a little bit too um, complex, let me put it another way. So what we do is enable our business customers to train computers to recognize stuff in the images, like you train your human operators, like you hired a new foreman and you need right. to show him the workflow, what you need to do. You need to show him the examples that this is what you're looking for. And then he learns and he learns, he gets better over time. That's exactly what our system does with computers. Right. So, so you don't, so, so it's, machine vision but uh uh your company doesn't you don't supply the 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 camera arrays and on the hardware it's really it's you take the data and you provide the software platform that can teach the computers that then enable the the operators or the the safety inspectors or whoever they might be to to find flaws Exactly. Yes. Defects. Okay. We work with okay. integrators who can install cameras, can build the, the portals or, or, or things in, in the train site to capture things. Mm -hmm. So for, for real industry, and the things we do typically falls into two categories. Is there wayside inspections and then the track inspections? Um, you know, safety is very important for our customers, in the real, real customers. There's regulations you have to do train inspections. And some of our customers, they even do above and beyond the regulation required because they care about safety. But wayside inspections, the, it's time consuming, it's tedious. You have to look at so many things. It's sometimes even dangerous for human operators. You have to crowd under the train to look at things. And it, the train has to be stopped. So any time you spend on inspecting trains and then you're, it's your last run you because the train can't be running. And if you, if, you, if, you, if you missed some defect, that the cost of that is even higher. What we do with our customers, we help them automate it almost like about hundreds or so tedious rail car inspections. And there's typically either are looking for uh, defects like uh, cracks or damaged or missing stuff, missing components in, in a rail or a rail uh, Car components uh, are and or, or some kind of analytical applications the classify rail cars so how many different type of rail cars are running through where and uh, then um, reading intermodal container IDs so you can match what you're transporting with your manifest and verification of like a placard or other safety related uh, requirements there to make sure they're there so those are typical applications we do for wayside inspections. We also do similarly for track inspections, looking at the images of the rail to look for uh, components are there, look for defects and help, help them then. So those are mostly we do, but uh, you know, the thing inspection aside, what we do is we have enterprise class grade software, uh, the database of all the images that, that come into our system. And have every single record, we have a record of every single predictions our models made in this image, what I see in those images, and what defect I see, or any, any of the human or, or their operators, the subject matter expert labeled of those images for things, and this, or some later on somebody came back in to correct some of the labeling, all of those are recorded. And that is a very valuable asset of, of the customers because that's what they allow them to do lots of things. You can do trend analysis, you can see 
what where's defect come from you can show your design engineers what happened and those you know i can see the endless potential for that's that mountain of data now imagery data to, to be helpful for our customers businesses well you've certainly gotten in on on the ground floor with uh with the rail industry you know this is something that the the rail industry is really i wouldn't say get just getting its feet wet or its wheels wet well, we don't like wet wheels but uh, at least not when there's a flood, but uh, but it's relatively new. But it's gaining. Uh, it's the, the, we see the applications multiplying almost ex exponentially. So let me ask you. Now you're the co-founder of this company. You you come from a non-rail industry background, and you bring this uh, this technology, this knowledge to the rail industry. What prompted you to get into the rail industry? What did you see in the rail industry that said, hey, this is a good opportunity. We can do something here. Good question. So when Bill and I, Bill is our, uh, my co-founder partner at Cognac. When we started Cognac, you know, we are a visual platform. We use computers to recognize stuff. Obviously, it's very, it has a broad range of applications in many, many fields. When we started, we did try. We basically did almost every kind of applications, use cases when we started. Um, but, and through a couple of customer introductions, what we discovered is that I'm personally very pleasantly discovered is, turns out, the real industry is at the forefront of applying, trying to apply computer vision technologies to their business problems on their own. And when we engage some of our customers in the beginning, they, yeah, they do have team of data scientists to build these deep learning models and try and solve their business problems. Um, what we discovered or they discovered is Cognizant is actually a very effective tools for them, for their data science, for their business leaders, to be able to quickly apply deep learning into their business problem to get value quickly. This is because, um, you know, the tradition, most people, the way they do uh, computer vision or deep learning, I call those are waterfall models. So what they do is, okay, they have a problem, they define project, now they have a team of engineers to build uh, like imaging system to capture the images, right? And then they have a team of data before that, then they have a team of labelers, labels all the images they captured, and then they have a team data scientists that play on their computers, take those labels, trying to make a model. And then after they make a, a good model based on the label, the images they have, and then they have, they, it gave us uh, operations team to deploy those models. This waterfall approach takes like months, if not half a year, to get anything going, and it and it doesn't adapt to change. So the way Cognia does deep learning is again, if you have a problem, you have put a camera on there. Images are coming into our system. You don't need to label something, and then our system automates the entire flow. We 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 immediately creates. Uh, starts asking user to label a few images, and then we immediately, our automatic training kicks in to start training models, and then you immediately see what the model can discover in your images, and then you can adapt based on what actually you're looking for. If you're seeing a lot more of this kind of damage, it's more important to you, you can adjust on the fly to 
di to direct your resources more to, to the problem actually interesting to you, have more business values. Those that quick adaptation, agile approach makes them very effective to make everybody is very efficient in applying AI uh, in, in their business problems. So that's why they they've they, they've latch on to Cognia to help them so that now they have like more people can work on this because they really don't need to hire many, many very expensive data scientists to build models. And then they can apply more people with domain knowledge to solve their, their issues. So very, very interested with, um, with our solutions and our solution get adopted in, in the industry. The, the thing is, yes, when I started mentioning, we, we tried many different things. And then, and then what we realized is the real industry, the ROI in real industry is the most um, significant because you know the cost of inspecting trains. Now you can fully, you can very much automate that and the trains are right. Trains are running, literally running, and you can capture all those new images. You can do your real inspections on the fly and then find any things you need to fix. And then when the train stops and then you can go fix those things, the efficiency gain is huge. So that why, that's why we settled real industries in one of the target industries we target. And we have since grow, you know, we, 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 we're, we have very successful adoption in automotive as well um, for inspections. It's, it's transportation similarly um, to apply this technology for business efficiency. You you mentioned a um, a co-founder, a a business partner. Um, didn't catch the name, but uh, uh, does, does your partner does that person have experience in in, in the rail space or? Oh, um, not that that's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, my, my partner, he's Bill Kish, and he was the co-founder of the Ruckus uh, Wireless. Okay. I was one of the employees. We worked together for a um, long, long time. Uh, for What we're very good at, or the particular he's very good at, is to make like easy to use product out of a complex technologies that exactly what what we did at ruckus where there is this very complex mimo technology like but we we have like 100 line of software code to be able to make that work in the real world and similarly think here deep learning is a very complex technology and what we are good at is take that and make a product wrap around it so that it actually works in real world Bill and our are technology are, are in an in, in a engineering space, but we do have domain expert in the real industries in automotives to help us to figure out how to apply this technology to the industry. So you investigated uh, a number of in industries uh, and transportation was one of them. Now you describe yourself, and this is a term that I've uh, heard before, and it's been used, but not that often in the rail industry, a technologist. Now, a lot of people are unfamiliar with that term. So can you tell me what is a technologist and how does a technologist differ from say, like an engineer or a scientist? What does a technologist do? <laughs> and that's a very good question. It's the first time I heard, heard that question. Um, you know, I'm not the rock star engineers and I think all our engineers are better coders than I am. And I am not really a scientist after my PhD 
I really didn't do too much of a pure research, but I think I'm very, very good technologist. <laughs> And okay. I carve out the niche that mm -hmm. I can be the number one or number two. Um, like, I think like what we did at Cognitive uh, to some degree is that Ruckus, my role is to make easy to use product from complex technologies. See, technologies applying science. I like the science, science advancement of deep learning is truly amazing, um, but to make that work in real world takes certain scales and certain sense to know exactly what to simplify in order to make it work i think a group of people are able to achieve that are um to me that's i was trying to use the technologist as different i'm not an engineer or you know i'm not a scientist so i'm a little bit of both that that's <laughs> That's okay. what I use loosely for that words, the technology. We are creating something new. We're investigating. You know, it's not done, done deal about that. That is the, how, how do you apply deep learning or computer vision in, in, in the real world? So it requires investigations, but it's not pure science. So would you say a technologist is someone who makes technology less complicated or at least on the surface uh, for the user interface is less complex it can synthesize many different things to know to come up a bigger picture of what exactly what needed and then and to to put things together to make a product it requires lots of broad set of, of knowledge about different things but not necessarily deep into any one thing um so it has a grasp of able to figure out things, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, in, in the, in the rail industry, there's uh, you know, what, one of the, one of the uh, uh, expressions and, and, and this is not particular to the rail industry, but with, with uh, uh, train control, advanced train control, like it's called PTC positive train control. Uh, and you have railroads uh, with, with uh, similar or dissimilar systems on whether it's on board or, on the wayside and of course railroads run across the freight railroads in particular run across many different territories so when you have uh, different uh, different technologies uh, they have to be able to talk to each other uh, the expression is well as long as my black box can talk to your black box you know i don't have to know how yours works and you don't have to know how mine works especially if it's proprietary and, and you get into a bit of tug of war with suppliers in our industry because everything is very proprietary. There's a, or not everything, but there's a lot of uh, 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 hesitation to using commercial off the shelf, you know, open standards, things like that. We're moving toward that, but it's been, it's been a long haul. So would a technologist be, be somebody who helps, uh, streamline that process or help smooth the the interfaces from system to system whether it's from railroad to railroad or uh, railroad to control center or to wayside or onboard to wayside or whatever whatever it might be I would think so yeah so for for the technologies in a rail industry that that's a pretty good definition of a person who could do that make a big impact in the industry and to that extent the cognac system is built on a modern technical stack that is very easy to adapt 
to any interfaces. So we have glue logic to allow our customers or our integrators to be able to take what our output in a very standard format to adapt to whatever the proprietary information or systems that, that our customers has. I wanted to talk uh, with you about uh, uh, your work that you're doing with the Association of American Railroads, uh, specifically in the area of, of regulations. Uh, as you know, uh, rail, rail industry is, is highly regulated, even, the, even though, uh, you know, as far as uh, it was deregulated, but that only had to do with, with freight rates. Uh, but, and, but the regulations are very prescriptive. They're very strict in terms of track inspection, uh, vehicle inspection, uh, uh, wayside equipment inspection. A lot of it is done manually, um, uh, visually. Uh, but now this, these technologies, uh, as, as you well know, with, uh, with using machine vision and deep learning and artificial intelligence can actually, you know, do these inspections uh, or, or rather inspect, keep things uh, inspected uh, in in real time. So, it, a lot of people in the industry say that we've got to work to change these regulations to fit with the times. So, if you could talk about that in your work with the AAR. We are a small company. You know, we we really don't have time or resources to focus on the regulation stuff. And I think it's the, our customers who are seeing the benefit of the technologies, probably trying to make some of those. Uh, things to change so that this technology can be adopted more broadly and to be more uh, useful for, for, for the industry. We, we didn't work on the forefront of the regulations, but like we, with the introduction or suggestion of our customers, for example, we did work with uh, TTCI, Transportation Technology, Technology Center, Center, Inc. Center, yes, which are, sure. Um, which are a subdivision of uh, AAR, that they actually use the Cognix system to build some dem demonstration applications, task visual workflows in our system using the images. The real images came from the, the wayside vision systems they have in their database to build some sample workflows and it can, and then train our, our system automatic train models to demonstrate that they. They, they inject a test set to test our, the model predictions and they demonstrated that the system can, the predictions are accurate enough. It's viable to be um, used in, in sort of the automated visual inspection task. Obviously we always, our systems always have humans in the loop. It's like our system, the purpose is to help your human operators to be better at the job we do. Um, we, we surface the, the detections that users, the humans may may you know may not notice, but now if I highlight that and then you can look at it, yes, you definitely and and if it's obvious detect obvious defects, in our system automatically processes. But um, so we we demonstrate that this capability is actually truly beneficial, useful, and powerful tools to them, and it's up to them to take that results to do whatever it takes um, to get an industry together. So we need to, the model can be a lot better if there are a lot more images. And um, so th that, that's, 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 they are making that effort. We are just helping them if, if we can. Yeah, and that, that's for, for, um, for TTCI, that's, uh, uh, that's a growing, uh, growing field. Uh, 
and um, yeah, we uh, we published quite a few articles from them between Railway Age and our uh, uh, companion magazine, Railway Track and Structures, uh, the our civil engineering publication. Uh, and I know that the, uh, TTCI they they not only test at their facility, they have equipment at their facility in Pueblo, but they also do a lot. They also have uh, various equipment arrays. Uh, out in the field on certain railroads, so they work very closely with uh, with, with their railroad partners. Uh, um, has has the work you've done has that been uh, on the TTCI facility at uh, uh, at Pueblo or out in the field or or both? Uh, what we did is to you know we we have a cloud system that you can create your workflows. So basically, on your computer, and you can um, create a workflows, and you can inject images into our system and to make models. Uh, so we, we just did a trial demo applications in in our cloud system and done by their engineers. Um, so where are those images coming from? I am not I. I I don't know the details, but they, mm -hmm. they pretty much self-sufficient to be able to inject, in, put images into our system and label some images and look at the models and, and be able to test that to see whether it works. Um, so that's what extend what we did with, with them. Now that, that leads me to uh, our next uh, topic, which has to do with the uh, uh, related topic, uh, actually directly related with the Federal Railroad Administration. Uh, there's been a, a really big positive change at the FRA, mainly brought on by the, by the uh, current uh, administrator, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Ron Vittori, who uh, has 44 years of experience in uh, operations and safety in the rail industry. And the FRA has really been been pushing the envelope for a government agency uh, as a breath of fresh air, uh, uh, and they've been doing a lot of R and D work with uh, artificial intelligence, uh, machine vision, machine learning, uh, a lot of the things that uh, that we've talked about in the past uh, past twenty or thirty minutes or so. Uh, your your thoughts on that? Yes, we are very encouraged for for the, those initiatives, those changes. As I said, you know, we were very, very and pleasantly surprised of the industry's adoption of of AI. You know, that's part of the uh, reason is like I'm talking to you here is to make make so that I hope that the the industry can know us better and try our solutions and and we are actually a very effective tool so we we, we developed this system which is truly amazing to actually make this deep learning you know there's deep there's so many people doing deep learning these days and then you have to do it the right way to actually work in real world and that's why i want people to know about us to be able to look check us out to see how we actually can help you to help our customers to to do their to solve their business problems in deep learning and, you know i can tell you a story which not from the uh, our real customers from just most recent thing what happened is we, we're in the automotive industry as well one of our major automotive manufacturer uses our system and this plant manager walked into the plant one day for for something and then the light wasn't running but he looked at the the, the, the there was a there was a part on the conveyor belt and the cochlear system saying hey there's a defect and he's just out of curiosity looked at looked at the part and like, there's no defect here 
And then he was like, what's going on? And he went to, we have a user interface on the line. He went, look at it. And then we system highlighted that, hey, there is a defect there. And he went back, looked at it. It's like, wow, there is a defect I missed. So he was so excited. He immediately went back to wrote an email to us telling us all this, you know, that, that's, that makes my day that that's the thing I'm looking for. Our stuff works in real world applications, helps our customers even more. It makes me happy that we help customers to be successful. And that's what we're hoping that, you know, rail industry with the push for the government or push for all these agencies to get the, the industry to, to facilitate them, the, the partner, uh, the, the companies to adopt this technology. That, that's, that's good. We, will, we want to be part of that. And it just, you know, I'm a, we're a small company. We, we want to be known. We want to, we want to help them. And if maybe you can help us to establish the connections and, and then to, to let them to just try our system to see the benefits to, for their, from, from their own eyes. The railroad has been compared to a giant outdoor factory or giant outdoor assembly line. Um, you know, you, uh, you don't have parts moving down a conveyor belt. You have, uh, you have uh, vehicles uh, moving on a fixed guideway that, that need to be continuously inspected. So, so the, the needs are the same or similar. Would you agree with that? Yes, the needs are same, similar, but like we, we do realize the difference. So that's we uh, segregate our um, industries as manufacturing, where the environment is constrained is the production floor, which is what we call industrial, like what the train inspection we classify as industrial, are the trains and trucks and running in the real world and our bridges they, they, in our real world object, the things change in real world and the, the so what we actually started in the real industry and the, the, the real world running, changing things are, are more challenging. But the beauty of deep learning is it's, it's amazing technologies can learn, adapt to the actual what's happening in the real world. And we proved ourselves in many of those real applications in real world applications. These are the real trains. It, a more relevant story, what, when we started, you know, one of our first customers was a real customer, and when we were small, I was personally working with them to train models. And then the one of the applications to find a placard in the train. It, the, these are very large images. The placards are one tiny little thing on those images. So I labeled some of those uh, placards, and I was looking at our system performances. And one day, they pop up this image saying there's a placard out of a sea of graffiti. So I was saying, no way. In our made wrong prediction, I would go correct it. When I looked at it, there is a placard in the sea of uh, graffiti. I was like amazed by my. Um, I was truly amazed by by this thing. That's the beauty of the, of this system. That computers, once you train, it 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 can detect those things, right? That's what things make things work. Right. That's it's the operating uh, or uh, run operating trains in an outdoor environment. Uh, uh, well, all you have to do is look at a train going by, and you can see sadly all the graffiti on it. And uh, but there's equipment that needs to be uh, equipment that's applied to the uh, to the outside of a, a freight car, for example, as placards, as you described, uh, AEI tag readers, um, 
safety appliances and 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 it would be difficult for uh to for for human being probably to to see if there's a defect there uh because of all because there's so much noise Mm -hmm. so so what you're saying is that your uh the, the your software and products like it they can they can see through the noise and and zero in on 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 the component that needs to be inspected and and determine if there's something if there's a, a problem there yeah so to to, to that it's the the model is trained by human beings so what i another analogy I was telling our customers is what imagine you're using our system to train the most dedicated operators you know a, a dedicated operator looking looking if you look it's there so basically we have to make sure and in, for our system to work you have to make sure you, if you a person looks at the image can see it if they pay attention mm-hmm. and then if you person can see it with their eyes you can train our system to do it and then once the model is trained the beauty of our computer vision is the computers they're very reliable they're very consistent they don't have emotions um so so that that, that in <laughs> that <yet>. way <laughs> Don't uh, don't, that, discount, that don't rule true. that out. Okay. Um, so, but but they're very reliable. Like you, you be able to to make your produce your. You, you can make your like most reliable operators multiply on demand by just scaling up the amount of computing you need, and so that the efficiency gain of that is huge. And the, the the beauty I'm saying is the the beauty of deep learning. This amazing development is is be able to adapt to the real world changes. That that's truly significant development. That's why we are very bullish about this technology. Can change so many things. Um, and uh, so yeah, we did very well in rail. And then and then you know actually when we went to automotive the, after the rail industry. So the, there the job is sort of easy compared to to real inspections. Well, I'm I'm encouraged that that you're uh, acknowledging the complexity of uh, of the rail industry. Uh, there's so many uh, moving pieces, uh, to, to put it simply, and a lot a lot of people uh, uh, outside of our industry don't recognize that. You know, they 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 tend to simplify things. It, it doesn't work that way in the rail industry. It's uh, it's Railroads have always been very complex by their nature. So anything that can be done to make them less complex and more user-friendly and safer, of course, is a, uh, is a plus. Um, yeah, I learned that safety is so important to our customers. Every meetings we go to our customers starts with safety briefing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, we, we have all this safety gears to visit their sites and it's very interesting. So um, yeah, so that's why, we, we start with, we work with partners is that we, we are just a small piece of this whole chain. We we're just offering a platform so that industry visionaries can use this to, um, uh, to, to just to process images, get the results and then feed into their system. As I think that the, the, the one thing is the standardized interfaces, the other thing is like just the fact of experience. We start utilizing utilizing this to gather images are 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 the good beginning for the industry. Again, I truly 
I'm telling our customers the imagery. By the way, we respect our customers' privacy. Their imagery is our customers' image. They, they, it belongs to them. So those are going to be their most powerful, most valuable assets moving forward once we enter this computer vision age. And so they, the fact that they started gathering those, have accumulated those, are, are a very good starting point. We just hope to see with the push for the government, with the push of the various agencies, we can speed up that process. And, you know, back to my, I'm still an engineer at heart, it's like, it just makes sense for an engineering mind, right? Final question for you. What is deep learning? Deep learning is, uh, a recent development in the computer vision, uh, particularly in the, in the range where we focus on deep learning is bigger, but what we're focusing is on a computer vision using deep learning. In particularly, the most recent is called CNN, Convolutional Neural Network. It's a set of algorithms that trying to train, trying to learn, recognize things from images by simulating their, how human brain works. Like brain, we have lots of neurons, we have lots of connections this 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 algorithms simulate that by just having this neuron like nodes then then they put layers like you know millions hundreds of millions of those nodes and then the hierarchically layered and the randomly connected billions billions of connections in these models that's why it's called deep learning because the model is getting bigger and bigger with more layers layers of of this this neural systems um the the the, the the investment in that field is amazing. It started in 2012, there was like several layers of deep learning models. And next year it was tens of layers of deep learning models. And then the next year by 2015, we got like hundreds of layers of deep learning models. And then the models in some competitions proved they're better than human accuracies in recognizing stuff in object. So the deep is just trying to so it's similar to how brain works. Nobody actually knows exactly how deep learning model works. I think I don't know, <laughs> um, but but the, that that's the, that's just the, just like simulating human brain, which is deep. Very deep, yes. And uh, well, I, I don't know. Maybe someday computers will have uh, will have emotions, but we hope they're good emotions. Yeah, <laughs> we hope and they're happy emotions. You, it's we're very you know I'm very excited to live in this age. We saw in the internet changed my life to so much better, and now I'm looking forward how the computer visions can change the world over you know even ten times more what internet did and for us. And I think I'm definitely hoping it will be a much better world as we adopt the deep learning arc. We'll